0: And what did we do? Discuss them all, of course. Welcome to Yoda's Rank, the interactive podcast where we rank and rate from lame to great all the things that really matter in this world. You may have gotten that reference. You may have not. But regardless, we are talking your top 10 documentaries and docu series. yo, 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 yo. yo, 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 yo. Yo 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 yo. That's right. Yo 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 ge, yo. Yo 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 yo. Yo 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 yo. Yo. That's right. like it's really good that both of us are wearing glasses for this yeah, episode. We're very we're smart. We're extremely smart and intelligent. We know a lot of things.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to hear how many things we know about. <laughs> It's a lot.
0: Okay. So documentaries, let's just jump into it real quick. Documentaries used to be boring, right? Like in school, like they'd wheel in that cart, and you'd have to watch something nonfiction.
1: What? (gasps) I'm sleeping. I can't even imagine that.
0: That was like the worst existence. And then now you and I, especially in the last two weeks, have basically done nothing but watch documentaries. They're some of the most interesting things. On Netflix. I mean, Netflix pumps these babies out like they're nothing. They did like, the Daka
1: Sants. Like, that's who made us care about truly. documentaries. There are some on this list specifically that it's like that started us off, like caring about some of these things. And they make them so well. So part of it is just they're beautifully done most of the time. Right. But they are also such fascinating stories. And it's like easier than reading a book.
0: Oh, so much easier. And I watched probably. 10 to 20 documentary trailers today. Yeah. Oh, documentary.
1: I... Documentary. Documentary, you documenti. said. but We're all used to it at this point. This
0: running gag is so fun that I can't speak, even though it's... I do it for a living. <laughs> um, documentary trailers uh, today, because I wanted to make sure I at least saw the trailers of all the yeah. things in our top 20. And also just ones that people were listing that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So I've watched so many trailers. And wouldn't you know, so many of them were like twists you'll never believe. <gasps> you because couldn't imagine it. Nowadays, they're taking stories that most of us have never heard before. A lot of the right? really interesting ones are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was real. I didn't know that was possible. Yes. Whereas before it was like, we're going to talk about the Grand Canyon.
1: Like and we have some of those things like on here and it's like that's fine and for some of those there's the song for every season like there is something that will be there for you but that's correct now the tricky part about documentaries and this is just we're gonna say this at the top they are based on real things so if you Google them oftentimes you're gonna figure something out that you don't want to and part of the amazing we're gonna talk about this with some of them too. The filmmaking that goes into documentaries sometimes is some of the craziest, most dedicated, most insane filmmaking that there is. So it really does cheapen it if you figure out the story because half of it's a story, but half of it is how they're giving the story and delivering the story to you. So we're going to try really hard for the ones that have like a twist. We're not going to ruin those ones for you. We will tell you why you should watch them and that you should. The other ones we can't really ruin, but still we recommend that you watch them if they sound interesting instead of looking them up or reading about them. Because they're really good.
0: I watched this like YouTube documentary. I get, yeah, it was a documentary. It's called Which Way Home.
1: Dancing and it with was the Devil.
0: Dancing mm-hmm. with the Devil, Demi Lovato. Uh, I actually we only watched two parts so far. Did you keep going?
1: I think I watched three. Okay. But all of them are out. I yeah. got to
0: catch up. Demi is you telling us catch some up. things.
1: She's that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
0: I watched Which Way Home. It's a documentary in all in Spanish with English uh-huh. subtitles, which was cool because I wanted to like practice and enhance my Spanish anyway, and yes. a student recommended it to me. Yes. And so, but it's about these young kids who get on this train called the Beast, and it runs like from the south of Mexico up to the border. And there are people in Mexico who will get on top of this train and ride it through the uh-huh. country to try to get to the border to then cross the border uh-huh. and they followed like 11 year olds doing this thing it's super dangerous they have to like run and climb people can get robbed people fall off and like get go on the tracks like it was crazy but the the crazy it was really sad too but the craziest thing for me was someone's filming this like uh-huh. some just uh-huh. normal and it was like HBO Documentaries Presents. And I was like, that's just a person taking this literal journey with these kids. And that's like, I mean, obviously, it's much more impressive and crazy that the kids are doing it. But I was like, wow, they are really committed to the craft. And I think you see that in a lot of the documentaries we're going to mention. People so devoted to the story that they risk some things themselves. They don't interfere
1: with it. They let it just unfold in front of them. And that's insane to do. But a lot of these documentaries are made so... They're made to be so good because the filmmakers didn't interfere. And what happens is what makes them say, like, okay, yeah, let's edit this all, millions of years of footage together, because it's totally worth it in the end with how the story ended. So A that. A good
0: documentary is completely immersive. You feel like you're yes. inside of the story. You know and the people. You met unfold. the characters. Yes. yes. Okay, before we get into our list, we are going to go to our Rankenstein of the week. Now, this Rankenstein is specifically special to us. This week because yes, y'all don't know this yet, but if you're listening, now you know we dropped merch this week so we on tuesday we dropped it for our uh patreons doctors. our dr Doctor signs those that have graduated magna cum laude with their phds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they had early access to uh merch we did flannels with yodat's rank embroidered on them every single flannel is unique and there's only 40 of them so yes. by the time you're listening to this i don't know there may be some left there may not be
1: who you knows
0: have to go to dot Yo, that's rank.com. Our new website is live.
1: Woo! Don't Hit- look at anything but the shop page. Yeah, don't look at <laughs> anything but shop because we're still
0: working on some things, guys. It's
1: like, there should be a Bob the Builder, like, clip art being, like, under construction <laughs> on our other page.
0: Seriously. But the shop is open for you. And if there are any flannels left, make sure you grab them because now it is open to you guys. But this person is a Dr. Rankenstein. They waited until midnight when we said that the shop was going to be opening. They waited, they bought their shirt. And they then commented, oh, my gosh, it feels like I'm registering registering for college classes all over again because I stayed up late to, like, make sure I got the one I wanted. Who is our Rankenstein of the Week, Kaylin?
1: Kelsey Strom. She is a Dr. Rankinstein, obviously. And now she can add Rankinstein of the Week. That is That was actually that made me laugh out loud. I was like, I do remember that feeling of that. And she yes. got the one she wanted because some other people, previous Rankinsteins of the Week, Kelly Wayland, did not jump on it when they thought they should, and then they were forced to get one they didn't want. So, Kelsey, you did it right.
0: There's a couple of really good flannels left. Maybe you want the Buffy Summers. Maybe I can't you believe no
1: one's wanted the Buffy one yet. The Nick Miller, the, maybe Sandra oh the Sandra O is one of the best ones oh. on there, and she's still there. I'm I'm taking it if we don't get it sold.
0: So thank you, Kelsey, for being our Rankenstein of the week. Okay, let's jump into our list, Kaylin. Let's be extremely smart and interesting because honestly, straight talk. These documentaries are good. They are cool. They're interesting. It is an awesome list. So thank you to those that ranked. We're going to go 20 to 11, our Aldi roundup. And we are going to give you just a short synopsis of what this is because there's probably many on here that you haven't heard. And at least one of us, Kaylin or I, has seen this We're going to give you yep. a quick star rating out of five stars. We've never done this before. We've never. Done oh my that gosh! Before. How have we not? We're ranking. Should it we be? Rate. No,
1: it's not going to be stars. It's going to be monocles because we're smart. Oh. So we're going to be out of five monocles. Of five what do we monocles. give it? So on the list from twenty to one, I think there's only literally one documentary that we both both haven't seen.
0: Yeah, true.
1: So that's good. So we, we are have experts. Them we have monocles. We're very smart. So we'll give you a out of five monocles for twenty through eleven.
0: Okay, coming in at number twenty, we have the Firefest Fest doc. There was one on Netflix and one on Amazon. I, I just put them together Hulu. because people Hulu Hulu, yep. People can't keep straight which one they watched because they mm. came out at the same time, pretty yeah. much. So that one comes in at number twenty. What is this about, Kalen?
1: First of all, the Hulu one is better. I will say that. But they are both stories about Billy. I wish I could remember. Billy McFarland is his name. And he is a con artist who made up the Fire Festival. He tricked Ja Rule. (laughs) These (laughs) are important things. crazy. And made every millennial and like Instagram influencer pay thousands and thousands of dollars to sit in a shipping container and have a cheese sandwich (laughs) on an island. That is he so said true. that there was going to be a concert festival there just wasn't this is one of those that's insane because you read about it and you knew about it but watching the background and who this guy is that's why I like the Hula one a little bit better it talks about him more so it's a little bit more about like what made this guy tick and what got him to this point where he pulled off this heist and they
0: have all the footage because they were so excited about this quote unquote and because we're idiots were and doing. we
1: film everything so all the millennials that were like I'm going to buy this bracelet and it's only $20,000 well right. we see your Instagram story now and you're eating a cheese sandwich and a pickle so how are you feeling now, buddy?
0: Awesome. I give this four out of five monocles.
1: Me too. I give it four out of five, especially the Hulu one, but both are good. I think it has an extra pizzazz because we live through it. Like, we were reading about it on BuzzFeed, so it's like, who are these people that are doing this stuff? So I I agree with you.
0: Number 19, Three Identical Strangers.
1: Guys, I watched this today. Dax Shepard told me to watch it years ago, and I didn't listen to him personally. Um, But now I watched it. It is on Hulu. This... Is a story of three of triplets that were separated at birth, adopted into different families, and then found each other when they were 18 years old. One of them went to community college and everyone was calling him a different name. So he found the other one by that. They said, "Oh, you have to meet our friend because he had also gone to school near there." And then when they got put in the paper for finding each other, the third one read the paper and said, and like, "Like, wait, that's, that's, I'm that's me. the third. These yes. aren't
0: just twins." Oh my! So gosh.
1: this documentary is fascinating because what you come to realize uh the point of the the thing was that it was intentional that they were split up because there was a psychologist doing a study on nature versus nurture and so he split up triplets to see if the houses they picked the houses per kid and put them in there and did that with multiple sets of twins and triplets to see if the people would affect their that's just insane like stuff.
0: and had it's to be insane. the most illegal thing in the well, world.
1: So that's what's tricky is that it started in the 60s. And if you like, as oh, you know, you could do everything. Modern, like <laughs> American psychology was born in the 60s. And so there were no right. like that's like Zimbardo. Like there was just nothing. There were no like rules. So it is a thing fascinating this is my kind of thing it's so interesting the conclusions they come to when these adults find each other i definitely recommend i give it five out of five monocles it's really good really good. okay
0: coming in at number 18 the staircase this is a docu-series right there's multiple episodes and this is on netflix right
1: yes that's where i watched it this one have you watched this one
0: i started it and it hooked me kind of but not enough to keep going so i watched one episode
1: it's super similar. Here's the here is I don't want to give too much away about this one cuz with true crime ones those are the ones we're going to really try not to spoil because yep. like the point of the fun of it is like all the twists and the turns, lawyers that you love, lawyers that you hate, cops oh that you cannot gosh. believe are allowed to keep practicing, stuff like this. I would say the staircase, the synopsis is and the th- here's how you describe it. Every time I walk down the stairs or up the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> And I want you to hear me when I say up the stairs. <laughs> I am gripping a banister thinking this could be my last time. This could be my last moment on this earth. It's very, very, very good. I give this one five out of five monocles too. I love this one.
0: All right. Coming in at number 17, the only one on the list that neither of us have watched. It is mm, called.
1: There's one more I was thinking of, but go oh, ahead.
0: Okay. American Gospel.
1: No, we did so, watch this one, why? Because
0: it's basically <laughs> what we've been living the past year and I don't think we can yeah. handle any more of it.
1: I can't stomach it.
0: This is basically about the prosperity gospel and then people saying like this, that's not the real gospel and it's, uh, uh, it's tough. Thank
1: you, but no thank you because <laughs> thank I you. get it.
0: Yes, we need to be doing that kind of work. And I agree with work, you, I Keep agree telling with the you people. but I think if I watch it, I'm just going to get so hyped up and I so will mad. I get so
1: mad. So we're going to give this like a, An inconclusive monocle, because it's like (laughs) I'm glad that you're doing this, but uh, it's not for me at the moment. Thank you so much.
0: All right, coming in at number sixteen, something very different. (laughs) How did this get on our even Aldi roundup? Miss Mm -hmm. Americana, the Taylor Swift.
1: Pack like leather. that is what you there's the there it is there's a cat in a backpack looking out here's what i'll say about this one for real this one's a good one because we're in the taylor Sons, right it came out before the taylor Sons. right and it's it's a good one the problem is problem no i'm gonna say problem it goes with everything else with taylor what are we ever really seeing about taylor she's yeah. a producer on the project right everything in there she decided what we were gonna see um so you're
0: not getting an in-depth behind-the-scenes no. look. She's giving it's you a It's a concert look, doc, basically,
1: right. like about writing her, her album. And that's good. And if you're like all about her in 2020, 2021, like both of us are. I went back and watched it after Folklore and Evermore came out. And I was like, this is the best piece of art I've ever seen. <laughs> But it is what it is. So it's a good one. I'm going to give it three out of five. Monocles. I think
0: three is fair. I actually think there are better concert docs out there. There's so oh, we'll many of them. Discuss one. The one yes. that sticks out to me is Katy Perry's documentary, which is oh, which is I weird because would I wouldn't never think that. Right. I know. But there is a scene where she's in the middle of her concert tour and I think her and Russell Brand... Breakup or something yep. like that. Yep, She's right. devastated, crying all day. Like, and and hers, you and actually get a look.
1: Firework.
0: Literally, she's like <laughs> crying, bawling, bawling, and then they put her in the tube that shoots Do up ever... to start the oh thing. Oh my gosh! That just and gave she, me a her chill. face just changes, and she has to <gasps> smile and put on a two-hour show, guys. Which and we know
1: of this because we found her CD one time in the SAB at Messiah that was like an old Christian artist. Like she has, she's a chameleon. Katy Perry is a chameleon. Yes. That's and I know.
0: genuinely felt for. her I was like, I am actually sad for a celebrity yep. right now. I thought that. one was actually good okay coming at number 15 i love this one the barkley marathons and then the subtitle is like the race that eats its young
1: yeah, I saw that. I've never seen this one. So oh. go ahead.
0: Okay, so this is about like the world's hardest race. I think 35 competitors come to this little town, like Ugh. woods in Nashville to Ugh. compete in the Barkley Marathons. Basically, okay. this guy had escaped from a like a mental institution and had to get through the woods or whatever to make it uh-huh. out. And they recreate a version of that. Only Ooh. 10 people have ever finished it in 25 years. What
1: happens if you don't, you, you have, have to, to like finish, tap out. You
0: like you tap out, or you don't oh. finish it in time. There is a timeline. Oh, like there's a timer. Six okay, days or something. I forget.
1: Oh, that oh, sounds yeah. interesting. Oh,
0: Kalen, you would actually really like it. It oh, is I crazy. Can't wait. They get beat up. They they're not allowed anything but a compass and maybe oh, this like little gosh. map. And it is it's in the backwoods of Tennessee it is a wild documentary you would have never heard of it because they're super secretive about about it so you would have never heard of it if you didn't watch the the documentary I give this five out of five
1: okay okay
0: coming in at 14 wild wild country
1: Ooh, wild wild country this one took everybody by storm this is a Netflix one did you watch wild wild country or no
0: again I think one episode of it but it's a docu-series I didn't finish sometimes they're a little too long for me to keep with them
1: Mm hmm. Okay. So that's a good point. We didn't really do a vibe check. I would say that, like, docu series, documentaries, that's one of like the first things I want to watch on Netflix. Like, more than a lot of other genres, that's where I will go. Right. You can go in your moods. And when you're in that mood, that's what you want to watch for hot sure. And I'm cold,
0: he- Katie. He's Perry. yes and
1: he's right. no.
0: Sometimes I'm in, sometimes right. I'm out.
1: So Wild Wild Country is good. This one is about a cult. Um, That was in America, in Montana or Oregon, Oregon. somewhere over there. Okay. Um, That was started, and how it started out as like a peaceful kind of commune situation. And then Sheila, if you don't know about (laughs) Sheila. Sheila. here's what, here's what, was she the scariest and most like manipulative for, or do you want to like kind of hang out and be uh, like, okay, Sheila, like, even
0: from the trailer, what I felt are we it. doing?
1: Exactly. <laughs> so Sheila, the mastermind, basically it shows how like that lifestyle devolves into violence and just clashing with local government. There's stuff right. about just people like in and out groups. It's very, that is a very interesting one and one that like, I like documentaries or things that have pieces of history from like the 80s 70s right right before us where it's like i've never even heard of this but this was probably huge news back then so i give this one four as well that's a good one that's a really good one and it's very interesting and
0: when i build my tiny house commune i'm really gonna make sure it doesn't devolve into that but Mm. if and when it does you can make the documentary
1: attendance i mean it's just like you're both like you're you're very like people you draw people in And if it's left unchecked, who knows what's going to happen? I guess take your chances if you move into his commune.
0: Number 13, Chef's Table. You love, you love.
1: Guys, there's so many seasons of it. Chef's Table is so, so good. Basically, they focus every episode on a different chef. Um, It's beautiful. It is so, so pretty. Some of them are really high-end dining, which is like, that's interesting. But like gastro- like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know molecular stuff. Like, I don't, I'm not going to eat there. But then their most recent one was, like, about barbecue pit masters. I showed you that woman the one time that you yep. would be absolute best friends with. So they do kind of take it in different situations. Something that they try to do a lot is spotlight, um, like, minority chefs from minority cultures or situations cool. that have, like, come up from a really difficult situation. Um, life story to open their restaurants and it always ends up being more about the chef and chefs are such fascinating people. What it takes to be a head chef is such an interesting archetype of a person. So it is, that is one of my top recommendations. It's so pretty and it's so interesting and it, has that travel like wish fulfillment thing of getting to see all these places that you'll never probably see in real life.
0: And we've got another food documentary coming in at number seven. So we'll yeah. talk about that genre there. But how yes, many, but this how many one gives five, five. five. It's my favorite duh. thing.
1: When there's a new season coming out, I watch it literally the day. Like it's prestige TV to me.
0: All right. Number 12 is Hero Dreams of Sushi. You love I actually haven't seen this one.
1: You said it to me just like as I a said it of to you so casually
0: because it made a lot of buzz on the Oscar nominations. Yeah. So it was nominated for the feature length documentary and I think it won also. I Think I so. think so. And I watched a documentary around that time about an old Asian man who made paintings by boxing, oh. like boxing gloves dipped uh-huh. in paint, and it was very similar. So I had actually okay. thought I had seen Hero Dreams of Sushi, Mm-mm. when Mm-mm. in reality this is a sushi chef going after yeah. his dreams and that. So
1: you would love this documentary. You'd be obsessed with this documentary. I this one it. is amazing. It's literally just one man that does this every single day forever. He makes the best sushi ever. He's a Michelin star, like his little place in is just this insane he's in a subway right he's in a he's little in this subway tiny i think there's six seats or something crazy you have to like get it like so far out that you reserve but it is one of those things like i said chefs are some of the most interesting documentary subjects because of their obsessive nature they are doing the same thing every day he is the perfect example of this right yep his sons, it's about his sons trying to, you know, help take over. He buys the fish every morning. He makes the stuff every night. And then he goes to bed and he starts wow. over. And he's like the most perfect one at it in the world. You would really like this one. This one is, oh, I hate to give it. It's a, it's a five. You can, it, I would recommend it. this to anybody. This is a really, really, really good one. It's on Netflix.
0: We're handing out fives, guys, because they're deserving. They're really good. I'm so
1: sorry, guys.
0: All right. Coming in at number 11, I had a little shame for Miss Americana on our list. I do not have any shame for this and actually think it should have made our top 10. This is the new docuseries, Cheer. This is so good. Cheer. I think what I loved about it is it followed like four or five characters around mm-hmm. that really got us invested in them and then coach Monica obviously that character oh, were invested my gosh. but the cool thing about cheer was it took something that some people think they know cheerleading we've seen yep. it we have an idea of it and it gave us the in-depth look of the athleticism behind it the sport what it actually takes how many injuries people get yep and they showed so much footage kind of like Friday night lights shows football oh, they showed so much footage of them yes. working in the gym that was basically most of the documentary. And so I left with so much more respect for the sport and the athleticism and the stunts they do are just absolutely insane. So I think it was entertaining on all levels. What do you give it? I'm, oh, I mean, if um, five, because I would recommend it to anyone too. Yep. Yep.
1: Love it. So good. Coach Monica for president, maybe.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's get into our top. 10. We did not have as many people ranking this week. I think documentaries is a bit difficult because it's like, have I really seen 10? And then for me, I actually had to think because I was like, all right, these aren't popping into my brain immediately. It took me a while to craft my list. So I think some people probably lost interest in the time it took to craft their list mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have less, but it's still a really cool top 10 and it's still the ones you guys decided. So coming in at number 10, we have our... Planet. This is David Attenborough, right?
1: It is David Attenborough, okay. yes. he had to make the list. He had Guys, to make of the list. course. He is nature's guide. This came out in 2019. This is a Netflix series. Um, this is the one... So there's a... It's kind of confusing. His name's on so many of these that it's kind of hard to keep them straight. There's like a behind-the-scenes, our planet. There's like life on our – there's a bunch of different things. And he does
0: planet Earth as well, right? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's the same people that do planet – so it is. It's a lot of crossover. I think it's basically just getting the messaging and the beautiful shots out to as many platforms as possible is kind of what they were doing. So this is the one where it's a series with eight episodes each. Like if you've seen this and it's like each one is like the forest, the yes. grasslands, yes. stuff like that. So okay. that's this gotcha. one. So this is um, it's on Netflix. Like I said, this is some of the most insane like videography that you are going to see. Like as many of these as you've seen. It always just astonishes me what they capture, how close they get. how close how, how cl- can you get they must that?
0: have the the largest zoom lenses on the planet how? and still also be close. Right?
1: How are you so close to that bug that I'm seeing all of that? How are you so
0: close to that tiger and not being how? eaten? Like, how
1: come that bug's not flying away? How come that tiger didn't eat that camera? How okay, are you guys doing
0: that? How about that video that kind of went viral? It might have been this or planet Earth but that lizard running away from the den of snakes? You know what I'm talking about, right? I
1: wish I didn't but I definitely oh, do. Oh, that is one of the most do.
0: epic scenes in it's any insane. movie? Question it's, mark? It's and, guys, it's actual nature, this lizard, like genuinely. You can't write stuff like this. Uh, like he uh, goes against maybe 50, <laughs> 60 snakes and somehow escapes alive. You are like the music behind it. He's climbing. I, he's you're watching one, an
1: Oscar. He's got one little nominated. paw
0: thing yes. on like hanging from the rock and he's almost going <laughs> to slip and then he gets it. Wow. I, it it's is crazy.
1: so good. We mentioned it's David Attenborough. He is a warm hug. And here's what I like about him. He is telling you very kindly And very, like, matter-of-factly, here's some of the beautiful things. And in that same tone, he'll be like, and just so we're all on the same page, if we don't get our act together, this whole thing is going up in flames. You don't get to live on this planet anymore, and neither does this polar bear, because you killed him with your hairspray. So have a nice one. We'll go to the next one. Now, that's how (laughs) I have to hear it. When I see a preview for that one, Greta, on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not how I can hear it, and that's okay that she's getting her messaging out too. But David is how I need to hear it. He needs to tell me like, here's the beautiful thing, here's how you You need to get your act together, like just get your act together. Or Seaspiracy
0: is a new one that I think is on Netflix. It's all about the fishing industry and crazy stuff there. There's a lot of ones that are, and they should be heavy handed. I mean, we're killing the earth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think for the average watcher, as for me in my
1: house, exactly, I need David David to guide me into it. Okay. And then I will, I'll do the composting if David tells me to, I think. That is that's going to be fine.
0: Similarly to this message, we have at number 9. I actually thought this would be higher maybe a couple years ago it would have. <laughs> Blackfish Hashtag free Tilly. Free Tilly. I was Tillicum thought- for Halloween the one year. And so I really, this was on my list. I actually was really surprised. More people didn't have it on their list. It didn't yeah. have a first place finish, but this was huge huge when it dropped I mean this felt like it it started or at least gave momentum right to the whole documentary movement people were going crazy over blackfish and I I think it was super interesting and heartbreaking and it checked all of those boxes of like you're telling me about something I don't know yet yeah you're doing it in a way that is is inviting me in and intriguing and feels twisty and crazy Um, this one is a little bit heavy-handed with the like you're killing everyone but
1: Yeah. True. (laughs) So You know what? Sorry. And this is what they did really well. They marketed it to a generation that came up on Free Willy. So like we have a feeling about that whale, honestly. Like we were like, oh, that whale just does that cute jump. Like that's such a good job. This is the one I was thinking about that kind of started us into like, oh, there's an underside to some of these things that we're just readily accepting like in our life. So we have to think of, you know how we have the word, like the phrase for Lucy Mary. We have to think of a phrase as that thing like after that we always say that's like if I have Alzheimer's and I'm on my deathbed, this will still come through. Like, You'll know I might a not tilicum. know your name, but Tillicum. If they say, like, what's that fish? I'll be like, Tillicum is the fish. Free Tilly. And so, Free
0: Tilly was so smart. I mean, we grew up guys, on Free Willy. So it's like, you just, you are- got me. In. the chances you got me in. i will i was already calling foul let me tell you a story kaylin oh. i was calling foul on SeaWorld a long time ago yeah when i went and i was a middle schooler uh-huh. i went on this ride where you went on some fake ho- helicopter thing and then went and saw these like arctic animals the walrus and the beluga whales were swimming the same no. exact pattern from morning till night my brother That's luke what, and i wrote it four different times in the day ugh. to check and they were doing the exact same thing That's and i went up to i said us. excuse me they're these deranged. are these are animatronic is yeah, what i they're said not real i'm sorry they're and they're not like real. no they're real and i said no they're animatronic we've been here four times and they've they haven't changed so sorry. now i'm saddened because yeah that i we know wish why. they were animatronic but they yeah. were just trapped
1: And, like, this is so silly because why would we think that, like, a whale should be in a pool? Like, we all should. We we not need this documentary to be, like, the biggest thing in the world. I guess it could just sit there and we look at it all day. Like, that seems fine for everybody, right? So this is one of those ones, I think that showed for our generation that something like a documentary can drastically change how consumers react to something. So Super Size Me was like the first one that was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But then Blackfish, we all have like more agency. This is 2013. This came out. It's on Netflix. It's super accessible for everybody. And the facts were that as of August of 2015, so two years after it came out, SeaWorld profits had dropped over 80% with a loss of $1.7 billion in March market value as compared to before the film aired. Wow. Now, they're on a bit of an upswing because there has been some backlash about there there was like another camp that was like this isn't really like let's which I don't know what are you going to tell me? How are you going to tell me a will should be in that pool? <laughs> but okay, <laughs> right. I guess if you have to take your kids somewhere. So, this one's interesting for that. This one had a real life effect and it was somebody that thought that this story had to be told and because of that there were real consequences and like policies that had to be adjusted.
0: Absolutely crazy. All right, coming in at number eight, this is the other one that Kaylin and I have not seen. I had never even heard of it until and people you know started what? writing it. I still can't make heads or tails of it. Uh, at number eight, we have brrr, the Dawn Wall. We're going to just be real quick on this one. you guys one like
1: to climb out the there? Because the Dawn you Wall <laughs> like to climb?
0: is about rock climbing. We are going to talk big about rock climbing with another (laughs) documentary. It seems kind of strange that our listeners, we would have two rock climbing (laughs) documentaries on our top ten. A prequel? Especially when the one is just like, I don't know that you could beat it. I mean, I've only seen the one. So really, I don't have the agency to to say.
1: Mm, Yeah. But it's one of
0: the best documentaries ever, I think. Right. other one. And
1: critically acclaimed. right. So... Actually, we'll just discuss this one later with that one because I don't want to give so much out. I know that this one is on Netflix and it was in 2018, which is the same time the other one. (laughs) This is like, what else was like this? There was something else like this where it was like two of the same thing released. I'll have to think on it, but it was like, which one are we talking about? I can't keep it straight. So we'll discuss this one later. This is the Dawn Wall it's about climbing. You guys are climbing. There love were two
0: Jean-Benet Ramsey things released at the same it's time. Stuff like <laughs> Do you remember that? that? <laughs> Maybe that's was like, what it Which is. One Maybe are it's we the watching? Fire Festival. Honestly, the that's what I'm thinking festival. of. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. Just, that's the same.
1: They didn't. Let's just leave it. Can so, we okay, sign it's like? On a, can we
0: sign up on like time to sign Like, hey guys, I'm making a documentary about this. You like, don't get reservations. To. Well, like the
1: hard thing about this one is it's the same group of friends. Like it'd be like if you and I were like. Yeah, no, we'll do it for you guys. And then next week, if you want to pencil us in, we'll just tell the same. We just want to do it from his perspective next week, and we'll just hit you guys up over there. So it is strange, but we'll discuss it further down our list.
0: All right, coming in at number seven, another docu-series. This is Salt, Acid, Fat, Heat.
1: So, guys, I love – so this is where we get into my love of truly food documentaries. So first yep. of all, it is Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat um Ooh, not that sorry. so i was like <laughs> i don't know if i should yell at you or not but it's okay it's just a that's a quick like correction just a little correction yeah so this was this came out in 2018 it streams it's on netflix um samin nosrat if i'm spe- if i'm pronouncing that correctly is an icon she is the most she's awesome. joyful so we talked about this a little bit earlier but basically food documentaries are my favorite type of document there may be they're some of my favorite content in the yeah. world. I have a yeah. whole list of these. I love these so much. I love the chef archetype I was talking about. And what she did, does is flips it. She's friendly. She's engaging. She's emotional. And yep. a lot of the times these chefs are like notably not that. They want to be like very intense and very closed off and they they talk about that a lot. She's the opposite. She has a little puppy. She cries about Parmesan. She is the best and her whole goal, she partners up with a cartoonist, like an illustrator that's one of her really good friends to make her cookbook and to do this doc is to make cooking like this accessible and a more methodical scientific approach at like what are you actually doing when you're introducing heat to something. So there's four one for each of those elements. There's four episodes on Netflix. Fat is the best one. That's the one in Italy. That's the one yes. about cheese. And like, I it's just the, it's love the best that one. I episode. It is so good. I bought her cookbook after this. My mom actually got it for me as a surprise. It came in the mail. It was such a good surprise. And I stan. I love her. She's taught me tips and tricks with my cooking. I really, really love Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. If you're not sure if you like cooking or food documentaries, this is the one to start with. It's the easiest one to get into, and she's your most friendly guide through the world. And of I think food. it just
0: goes to show, like the characters are the most important part of a documentary. You could have the Ooh. most interesting subject matter, but you really need people to buy into it. Yeah. That's the reason this one is the highest. There are a million food mm-hmm. documentaries and docu series, especially on Netflix. They are pumping Netflix them, loves it, they out. love it, and so you can watch any of them. And if the food looks good to you, like it's fine to pass the time. But ones that like actually stick with you, some mean is such a good host and so cool I and approachable and fun you want to keep coming back and seeing how she talks about food as opposed to other people and so I loved that episode in Italy was just so cool you're seeing how things are made how salt oh gosh, was even collected red, I watched that those, one about
1: yep oh yeah that, that so one is crazy so crazy about too. how we
0: even get salt I was like it doesn't this make sense I just never knew and this is such a better way to learn about something than to read uh, the you Encyclopedia Britannica possibly. that I had yeah, to we're do not, what are
1: we going to look up fat in there, it's not going to tell us about this. So I look up fat. I'm going to see a picture of myself there. <laughs> 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 and Guys. that's not
0: going to do me any good. Guys,
1: we're, you're seeing behind the curtain a little bit today. We're sorry. OK, if you like Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, real quick, we were going to run through some other food documentaries that didn't make the list that are really, really good. Basically, anything with David Chang on Netflix is good. He does yep. Ugly Delicious. He does an episode, um, shows with different celebrities that he goes and gets a meal in any country that they want. It's really, he's very, very good. He's Momofuku guy. He's very like knowledgeable about the world. He knows a lot of chefs. He was really close to Anthony Bourdain. So he's very good at this whole world. He's awesome. Chef's Table like we said, street food you had street mentioned on food. your list. I love it. The Obviously. first episode is
0: Thailand. That woman
1: Bucket list with to that go clock.
0: eat street food in Thailand. Uh-huh. Very cool.
1: The Chef show with Jon Favreau is very very good. He basically learned how to cook with Roy Choi as his guide um for the movie Chef and Roy Choi is a street uh, uh food truck chef that turned into, like, an actual famous uh, chef in, like, Vegas and stuff that taught him how to be a chef for the movie. He goes and goes to all these other chefs' places and learns how to do their specialties or just talks about them. John Favreau, again, he's a good entertainer, so he makes this very, very interesting as well. Somebody Feed Phil is along those same lines. It's Phil Rosenthal, the guy that made Everybody Loves Raymond, and he goes to all these different countries and tries all these different foods with people from the countries taking him as the guide, which is pretty cool as well. They're all... Very, very good if you're into that
0: And it makes you so hungry. You have to be careful when you watch it because it's like, it could be midnight and you're like, well, I'm eating, I'm making a four course meal for myself right now.
1: I watched Somebody Feed Phil, I think every single episode while I had COVID because I couldn't taste or smell and food was so (laughs) miserable that I was like, well, I better watch him enjoying it. Brian was like, what is, because he kind of sounds like a Muppet. He sounds kind of like Raymond. Like he sounds like that. Brian was like, what is happening from the basement? Like, what is this man that I'm hearing 24 (laughs) hours a day? I like just leave it alone, but they're all super good.
0: All right, the last documentary before our intermission game, and this is a doozy. This is Kaylin and I's Buckle both up. of ours number one. Did even though we watched it separately, so it's mm-hmm. not even like bias. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is just so mm-hmm. good. Coming in at number six, brrr, the Jinx.
1: Ooh. I don't. Here's the first note that <laughs> I have we under the Jinx. Oh my gosh! I think the Jinx is the perfect. True crime documentary.
0: I'm gonna co-sign on that completely.
1: Andrew Jarecki might be in my will. Like I have to give <laughs> he's the creator of this. I don't know. So here's the trick with the Jinx, guys. The beauty of the Jinx is
0: not knowing anything before you go. Correct. In. You got. So we don't want to say dry, too so, much. Right. It
1: is. It was from 2015. It was an HBO. I. What did I do to get HBO in twenty 20- How did I get we, HBO? In I don't know 2016? because I did the same thing. I remember There was us no talking. streaming.
0: No, you and I were both like, How can we watch this? We need what to find it. What did we do?
1: What and kind of deal did we make? What bunny ears did we buy? I'm to worried get about HBO? who I owe. I'm nervous like, about what <laughs> I
0: <laughs> like I have something I have an IOU out there that's a somewhere at
1: that moment. I would have been like, take my car like I have to watch this thing. I can't. So it was 2015. Now you can watch it with a lot of the Prime subscriptions like Hulu Prime. Um, I'm sure you can rent it on Amazon Prime. You can do that with everything basically. And it follows Robert Durst,
0: Robert, one
1: of the Durst. most iconic documentaries. Not to be of all confused
0: time. with Fred Durst, the lead singer mm-hmm. of No
1: Biscuit. Equally harrowing, but a different person. (laughs) And three known disappearances or murderers of acquaintances or people around him. That is the point of it. So this guy spent hours with this guy and years. Those are the best documentaries. Some of these people literally spend years with their subjects just to cobble enough or say, maybe none of this will come anywhere and it's just a waste of years of my life. Right. The opposite is true for Sir Andrew Jarecki. So one of the coolest parts of this documentary is how it tied in with current events. And so all we can say is it should have won the Oscar for Best Picture, even though it's six different (laughs) episodes. And you need to find it. And if I remember the criminal that I got HBO from, like on the black market, I'll let you guys know where to get this documentary today.
0: And it's not like the darkest one out there like some Mm. true crime docs are really dark and they kind of sit in a bad place with you this one is much more just about him and the stories and presented in a way that i didn't find was like super grim or or disgusting. You know, I think some. Yes. Some really are too gratuitous nowadays. And I think we mentioned at one point, I watched one recently, like American Murder next Guys. door. And mm-hmm, just stay mm-hmm, away mm-hmm. from it. Like, don't watch it because it stayed with me in a bad way. I was like, I didn't need to feel this. I didn't need to know this story. Um, right. Yes, it's sad. But why are, you, why are you telling me that? Like, so this was the why perfect balance of uh interesting and kind of dark but not so much that you're gonna like lose sleep
1: well i (laughs) oh you'll (laughs) lose sleep but it's because you are writing diary entries like to get your thoughts out here's what i'll say i say this kind of i'll hit on this in a later documentary that we talk of like um explicitly but for me when i'm looking at true crime i don't want something that like fetishizes the murder I don't want that murder and the victim to be the thing that is like the the gotcha kind of stuff I don't like that what I like is a documentary that focuses on the character of somebody involved or the criminal justice system as a whole or the systems in place that allowed for this to happen the biolog like the biographical stuff surrounding maybe the victim the town things like that if they spend too much time trying to make it into this sensationalized thing of the goriness and the horrible, and the, which is very much what that one you mentioned is doing. Right. That's the This Is Us of documentaries. We don't want yes, that. We're not, yes. You're not playing with our emo- I don't want that. I want to be taught something, not just like, yeah, of course, if you show me dead kids, I'm going to be sad. That doesn't take like very good filmmaking. Right. That one's actually an example of like, there's no filmmaking to that. It's basically all just shot from the person's, that one's a bad one. So that's the opposite of not a good, do- that's the example of not a good doc. We're looking for things like the Jinx that to this day, I will sometimes wake up and be like, Robert Durst. Like, what was he thinking? <laughs> because they did such a good job with that
0: one. When you watch, let us know, reach out to us because we want to go along the journey.
1: With you. Yes. Yeah. So basically, it's, we're just going to do these real quick. This is like an elevator pitch. I'm going to walk into the building and I'm going to be like, okay, so here's the subject. The subject is a 31. 31- year old person who False. value well 31 by the time this gets made <laughs> value sleep above all else I'm gonna use and this is what I have it kind of as a gimme for you because you yourself made a documentary of yourself earlier in 2020 Straight by up. creating was it a zoom meeting I believe
0: oh a zoom meeting that I sent out to friends and family <laughs> and so said, hey if you're not busy, come watch me sleep for 24 hours
1: Okay, straight. so you've seen doc. – I'm going to say to them, you've seen <laughs> documentaries about people like achieving ins- insane feats, right? Like you didn't think they could climb that wall that well. You didn't think they could sing that good. You didn't think that they'd do that race on the bike as fast as they did. Did you think – here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say we're going to have this person – Sleep as long as he can. So yep. you try to do 24 <laughs> hours, right? In your yep. Zoom. Yep. Now you did the timing a little bit off. Like things were. We we did some data it research. It was tough. It
0: was tough. Yeah.
1: We thought of ways we could improve it. So for the documentary, we improve it. We give your background. We explain your love of naps. We explain how it's your favorite thing more than anything else in this world. We really have to show people what we're doing here then we'd see how long can he go we have some rules around like are you allowed to eat what does it count if you're getting up to go to the bathroom things like that but the documentary is basically how long can you go i think the twist would be that the documentary would finish and you have not stopped sleeping like you have <laughs> just not returned to normal life Nothing has pulled you and out And then the, the bed. trailer
0: Would be like full of
1: twists <laughs> It would be yeah. full of twists And it just turns into Like Grey Gardens at the end And you never leave <laughs> Your room again Friends are worried about you It gets a little dark But then it's a happy ending Because you get to do What you love best For the rest of your days
0: Okay I love that I would I would pick that Wouldn't up would you because watch it? I'd like, watch me Yeah, yeah Um. Obviously I'd watch it If I was trying to get Other people to watch it On the Zoom I'm yeah, crazy course. Okay my pitch I, 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 for you okay so I got a director coming in the elevator I'm like okay yeah you've seen those videos where like people can uh remember that like disease that people have where they can remember every day of their life and every moment you know it's like what happened at 10 a.m. on March 30th 1971 and they can tell you exactly I'm like guys that's interesting but I have a woman here who can look at someone without having never known them and tell you their entire life story everything about them whether they're trustworthy or not whether like what red flags are in this person's life and they can do it by just having one little conversation. So this would be more like a docu-series than a documentary uh, because it would have like different episodes like brain game style and you would be there and someone would walk in and they would say like, hi, I'm Marie and you would say, I'm Kaylin and you would have 20 seconds to talk to them and then to the camera, you would detail their entire life story and everything about their psyche. I have never met anyone who has this gift the way that Kaylin has it. She is almost never wrong And I think it would be an amazing show for people to watch that they would keep coming back to week after week. So what do you think? Like, you think you would watch that, Kalen? You think someone would pick that up? I feel
1: like, not only would I watch it, but I feel like Dr. Jancy could use it in class as, like, a good example to teach his students. I don't know, like, something that he taught me because I got that power from him. Yes, you did. So I think that I could become even, like, famous through it. So, yeah, I love it. Let's get these out immediately. I think at least the, like... Hundred people listening to this would probably watch it, so I guess we're as <laughs> successful as we can be.
0: All right, let's go back into our uh, list. We have our five through one coming in at number five. We have brrr, the Last Dance. This Guys, is you new. don't want us
1: talking about this. Like, you just you don't. you don't. There's people that should, and there's people that shouldn't. We shouldn't. So this was in 2020. It came out on ESPN first, then it went to Netflix. So now everybody can watch it. People are obsessed, obsessed I with the loved- Last Dance.
0: Jewel Copa wrote in and said, look, I didn't even know anything about Michael Jordan before, and then I just watched it on a whim, and she said now I would take a bullet for him. Take (laughs) a bullet
1: for him. And you did, Jewel, because you watched Space Jam. But okay, I understand (laughs) what you mean. Like, you didn't do the basketball thing. I agree. I I watched it. Brian and I watched this together. Um, It was super important to people because Michael Jordan is one is in that time where you didn't get anything of his real life. Right. Like he's pre like LeBron James. Now you have him on social media. You see his life. Michael Jordan. You didn't get any of that. That was all just kind of closed off. This was all never before seen footage, which is crazy because it's from a team from so long ago, the Chicago the Chicago Bulls when it was him, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, all of those people. Dennis Rodman, all I will say is he should be a celebrity now. He is so much like a Kanye or something. He would fit in Completely.
0: so well He's in like Kanye mixed with RuPaul. He, he,
1: ex- he is exactly. awesome. Exactly. I was captivated. I was like, Michael yep. Jordan. OK, I get it. Whatever. The Dennis Rodman episodes and like storylines. I was like, now this guy I could really get on board with. This yep. is a good one. Watch it on Netflix. We are not the people you want to hear anything about it from. But obviously, it was perfect. It was perfect to hit during quarantine. Everybody watched it. It was a juggernaut. So,
0: so let's it. dance. Oh. The last dance. Oh,
1: that's let's what we're good dance. for. This is what we're good right. yeah, I would have right. said
0: this was a Donna Summer musical. So <laughs> that's musical. why I, I should yes. not be. Yeah, musical documentary. Yeah. Perfect. All right, coming in at number four. Ooh. <laughs> Sits in a bad
1: space for you. Ooh.
0: Brr. Making... A murderer.
1: Ah, uh-huh. making a murderer came out in 2015 on Netflix. Guys, we are talking the first season. Don't come at us about seasons two or three. We didn't. We don't know. We didn't even about partake. That.
0: What's the point? So this
1: came out in 2015. We remember this, you and I specifically, because yes. there was a fateful night where my sister Jonas, Jonas, Lauren Labra, you, me, and Kitty Dean, old host, famed ex-host of a YDR dog episode. All watched this together on the Labra couch. Yep. Put yourself there. Do you remember the time?
0: I remember it. And you said night. It was a night and a day and a night. It well, was here's a the crazy marathon. part. This
1: is what I didn't remember. Lauren watched the first two without us, and then we came back from where we were, and she rewatched. Yeah. She and did we nothing the whole thing.
0: <laughs> for seventy two hours but watch Making a Murderer, and we were only forty eight hours.
1: Correct. So she reminded me in our FaceTime call today, because we were talking about this one, and I was saying like, what did we do there? And she reminded me that you had to leave in the middle of this. And when you were leaving, you said, I have to leave and remember that there is good outside of this room.
0: Yep. Uh, So uh, that is coming back to me now. We watched too many episodes in a row. If you haven't if you don't know about this one you probably do but it's it's right. basically about a murder where they essentially it's a who done it and they kind it's of It's a
1: wrongful conviction wrongful case conviction. of a guy. Uh, they're yeah.
0: framing a guy. There's yeah. all this evidence. It's just Oh, it's really hard. It's dark. It's dark, and it's a lot because it's a docu-series. There's, it's so long, <laughs> and I remember saying I need to remember there's good outside because it's like you just feel like there's no good in the world. You feel like
1: you live in that town where they are. This yes. is one of those that's a big, hard look at like the justice system and like lawyers and things like that. I'll say this. Stephen Avery may not have done it, but he'd done
0: Some. something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He does something. Brendan Dassey has done nothing. Like, save mm. Brendan Dassey. That's, that's baby. By now, someone's gonna be like, no, look at this really horrible, problematic thing that he did do. At the time, he was an innocent person. Stephen Avery did something. So and this is an this example. Really like
0: burst the true crime scene. Like yes, this, this was started the, one. the whole frenzy, or at least this wave of the frenzy.
1: For sure. Remember when we would even see the preview and it was like that guy's face, and we're like, What is this? So I'm yeah. gonna watch like episodes about this. I remember being like, huh, I'll give it a try. And then right. 36 years later, we crawled out of my parents' family room changed forever
0: i get why it's this high on our list and why listeners put it so high i didn't you and i both didn't put it anywhere on our list actually
1: no, I get it, too. I, it's I think good it's, enough
0: to be on the list, but yeah, I for sure, I would for sure. not recommend it to people. Genuinely, I'm like, I don't think I think there's other things. Honestly, I would recommend the serial podcast instead of and watching it's been, this. like into
1: stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. It's in that same vein. Definitely. And it's just
0: because maybe we had a negative experience, but I wouldn't watch you. it again. <laughs> and I wouldn't really tell people to do it, even though it is captivating, and very gripping.
1: It's very well done, and you did have to remember that there was good in the world, so I understand your quasi-negative review.
0: I need to remember that line, and I probably could have used it a couple times this year. Let's, uh-huh. be, let's be real. Uh-huh. All right, coming in at number three, the other rock climbing documentary, brrr, Free Solo.
1: Cliff scaling I documentary.
0: loved Free Solo. Solo, everyone was talking it. about it when it came out, even the Oscars were talking about it. People were like, Free solo, free. and I was like, What is this? Is this another Star Wars yeah, tell film? Me. Because I can't watch another thing about Han Solo, and then I realized it wasn't and that it was something else. <laughs> and then I realized it was about rock climbing, I was like, Oh my gosh, this can't be that great! Worse. Then I right. watched it. Yeah. And I was like, I felt similarly to this as I did watching Gravity with Sandra Bullock on the IMAX <clears throat> screen. Yes. My yes, blood yes. pressure rose after that movie. And after this documentary, I was anxious. I People were writing in like we had panic attacks during the during For sure. watching this. And so it is stressful, but it was so well done. So interesting. And the feat that this man pulls off in scaling whatever he scales Wow.
1: El Cap at Yosemite. I just watched this one cuz I hadn't watched this one yet. It's on Disney Plus. It's in 2018 also. Um it follows it follows Alex Hunold as he climbs El Cap. It's a cliff. Like to call it a mountain is even like right. No, no. It's a it's a it's a it's like a wall. Like it's just go to the wall up, in right? your house and try to get up that. Yeah. So it's in Yosemite. <laughs> um it won the Oscar for best doc. Yep. What the interesting thing. So it's some of this is kind of in that vein of like what we were talking about with like the filming style is so cool. This one was crazy. We didn't watch the other one, to be fair. I'm sure that they have cool filming, too. Everybody working on this was a climber. They had to be because they had to be able to go up with him. Yep. Basically, he's climbing this with no ropes or anything. So they were like, well, part of making this is like we could watch him die and have it on film. And if he just falls, he falls. Yep. So they use things like drones. They used like crazy pulley systems to film him. And I was thinking about this. I was wondering how they did it. And it's they put a mic in that chalk bag that he had behind him the whole time. And that's how they picked up his sound the whole time because oh, they couldn't wow. get close enough, which is cool. So... This one is the better one. The Dawn Wall one. So the difference was, that's his friend. So you're going to see him in Free Solo. They're both in both. He is basically, he's using safety equipment like ropes and harnesses, and this guy isn't. So the point of Free Solo is he's just climbing up there with nothing. The other guy has some stuff, but the other guy's trek is considerably harder. So that's what the difference
0: is. Is that the Dawn Wall?
1: He does the same. It's El Cap, same thing. Uh, okay. He just does a different ascent path that's like way fewer people have done. Uh, okay. To me, climbing anything with the harnesses is still scary. What this other guy's doing is like otherworldly. Insane.
0: There's a section where he has to do a little jump jump he no. has to jump from I remember. spot to spot no. and he's like I can't get it usually I have like a thing that I'm practicing on I can't usually get it and if he uh-uh. didn't get it then you he die falls then. to his death and he so I was like I, was I could like, do it this uh... way or I could do it
1: this way and the one way I fall every time and I was like well maybe <laughs> do the other way Cliff Bars dropped him as a sponsor after this because it was so dangerous they were like we don't want people like <gasps> trying to do what you're doing he doesn't care he lives in a van like this guy that's this so guy that's so ironic considering it's a cliff like exactly, think they'd
0: want to put him on I mean they're on the front of a cliff bar i just ate one today it's a guy oh. on a cliff is he free so. soloing <laughs> no he has ropes
1: oh darn it okay so it's he's dawn walling all right yes. so we're, we're, we're good that was a good one you should watch it it's on disney plus definitely get to it
0: all right coming in at number two we have brrr, 13th this is a super important documentary for me yes. this year i'm not even gonna say like for culture i think it is for culture yes. but i'll just speak personally Oh. I hadn't seen this one until this year. I have done a lot of personal growth about trying to learn about racism, anti-racism things in my life. This has been an important year. Kaylin has been helping me on that journey and 13th was an important part of that journey. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about the justice system. It was factual, but heartfelt. It really ticked all the boxes of being able to teach me something, but also get me to feel something new that I had never felt felt. And Trying to find more empathy for something that I just have no understanding for, Mm -hmm. and so personally, I'm super happy that it is up this high because it's a well done documentary that is really doing more than any of the other documentaries on this list in terms of betterment of the world.
1: Hundred percent. This one came out in 2016. It's on Netflix, and like we said, like even though it was 2016, I think a lot of people in that shows with this list, um, and I don't say this in like a I'm not shortchanging it but I think a lot of people have come to it more recently and, and I I yeah. would say like better late than never like it's inter- it's good to watch and it's Ava DuVernay like she's right. an Oscar nominated Oscar winning I think no, I, she at least didn't nom win. okay I
0: know she NOM-ed got snubbed
1: director like so she's not messing around with this and it shows this is a very very comprehensive look that basically it's named after the 13th amendment and it is talking about that amendment which abolished slavery but and it, inv- it ended in voluntary servitude except as punishment for conviction of crime. So it talks right. about the intersection of racism, slavery, and mass incarceration in America. It is, uh, like we said, both like it's embarrassing that we hadn't watched it before this year, but we did. And I think this is another really good entrance into some of this. It's an eye-opening thing and a broad topic that we all have yeah. some understanding of, which is the jail system in America. Just some, even if it's very like out of touch understanding. We can connect to it in some way. It talks a lot about, like I said, things that are right before our time, Clinton administration, Bush administration, things that were put into place on both sides of the aisle that have added to this problem. It's very educational. It's on Netflix. I think you should watch it. Stats.
0: And it's tough to watch. I mean, but I think anything yeah. in this topic is going to be. So you have to know yeah. that going in. It's not like, oh, I'm going to get some popcorn. What am I going to watch with the kids? Like, it's, No, no, heavy it's, one, for sure. It's a heavy one, but it's an important heaviness. I think yes. it paired really well for me. I, I then watched Just Mercy because I was like, okay, yep. let me t- look at a, a – f- fictitious or a, a fictitious representation of a right. story um and cuz Brian Stevenson I think himself has a documentary as well but I chose to watch Just Mercy so that I could get just a different look at some things and yep. so I think that paired really well we were reading some books at the same time and it was is cool to be educated on something that I just knew so little about in a way I hate history truly like right. I it does not stick with me I can't remember dates I can't remember what happened is just my it always been like my worst subject and this made history make sense to me yes. and that is so important so I think it is applicable to anyone whether you like come in knowing anything about anything in this country or yep. you don't
1: yep absolutely definitely right. recommend
0: coming in at number one we have won't you be my neighbor?
1: Who this one is a 2018 doc, and you can rent it. I did that on Amazon Prime today because I hadn't seen it yet. This is obviously basically the um, life and times of Fred Rogers, aka Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers, aka
0: the best human that has ever walked this planet. Question AKA mark. <laughs> like
1: just such a kind soul. Wow. Everybody had this on their list, basically. Obviously, it's at number one. That's because it's a really, it is a feel good. We were kind of talking about it earlier, and it was like, you are so nervous that a documentary about him would be like, oh, but then there was this under secret about Mr. Rogers. And it wasn't. It was just this beautiful thing that was like, no, he was just as great of a person as you thought. I love his approach with kids, talking to them about stuff for real. He is definitely, a lot of it was like talking about how, useful his mentality could have been like extended into yeah. now. And just how that's like lessons that go on forever. I loved this. Mr. Rogers is an icon. If you are in Pittsburgh, cause he's from Pittsburgh and they filmed in WQED in Pittsburgh. So there is parks like at Idlewild, you can go through yeah. the real neighborhood. They have all the toys. They have all Aww. the stuff. Mr. McFeely still lives here. Like he goes, he's around like he's in O'Hara township. So it's definitely a staple if you are in Pittsburgh Lucy Mary, my papap, did Root Canals for Mr. Rogers. So basically, (laughs) I was on the show. Like, I know him. That's crazy. You loved this one. You told me. You definitely said, like, it was worth it. And I am glad you told me to watch. I
0: remember when this was coming out, I went to a theater, I believe, with Shannon to go see it. And because I was like, I need to know more about him. I grew up watching some of his old stuff, obviously. And um, loved just the feel of him, like, the positivity that came from it. But didn't really know anything more than that. Um, And then I went and saw it and I was like, he is just beyond his time and Mm. our time. Like He's beyond how most people see the world. I mean, his compassion for people is something that all of us truly need. And like, I'm always looking for the butt. Okay. Especially when people that say like... People who are famous for being kind and good. Yeah, I'm always like, like, okay, no, what's the catch? He just truly lived his life in a way that was good and wanted to see the good in people. And so I think it is heartfelt. I did cry in this documentary. Yes, you did. In the credits, I didn't Which cry is... in the actual documentary, <laughs> but I cried.
1: Really gotcha. That's true. Ooh,
0: I just thought I was through, and then the credits rolled, no, and I was weren't. like, whoa! Some this little clip happened, and I was crying. Um, but it's really good. So much better, I'm sure, than the Tom Hanks film that like. Ooh.
1: don't accidentally watch that guys probably we haven't even watched it but don't just watch (laughs) this one for sure go to amazon prime look up. If it's his face, yay. If it's Tom Hanks,
0: nay. (laughs) Exactly. And you will have uh, a new soft spot and a new appreciation. Mm. I actually have a friend um, who says his biggest spiritual influence is Fred Rogers. And I think that is so cool because like, it's not some pastor. It's not someone trying to tell you about the gospel. It's someone just living it out and saying people should be treated well. And really, really cool to see him here at the top of our list. All right, that about does it for our talk on documentaries. What? Documentaries? <laughs> but we need to make sure we do our Rob Goddesses, and you can't sit with us. So, Kaylin, what is your Rob Goddess of this list?
1: All right, my Rob Goddess is. We have a couple on our list that we want to talk about. I think you're going to touch on one that we were talking about. So I i don't know. We'll talk about it anyways. My favorite one is Queen of Versailles. It's a 2012 one. It's about Jackie and David Siegel. Basically, it's this couple that was a timeshare couple. They, they made a ton of money from timeshares and resorts. The documentary starts as they're making the biggest, one of the biggest single-family homes that America would have ever seen outside of Orlando. And then right in the middle of the documentary, the um, housing crisis of 2008 happens. And so they never finish it highlights include she takes a stretch limousine through the drive-thru and orders like 50 chicken McNuggets at McDonald's because she has all the stuff, but they don't have any money anymore. It is wild. It's a very, very fascinating look at people like all that glitters is not gold and things like that. And just the idea of Somebody that really messed up with other people's money getting kind of his comeuppance in the wow. 2008 housing crisis. That one is a good one. Is I it kind of it. like
0: Real Housewives, but documentary starts style. out as Real that Housewives? Way? That's okay. why it's so
1: good. Ends up as the big short. So Whoa. it's really good. Love that one. She did, however, guest host or she was like a uh, guest on Below Deck recently. So, yeah, <laughs> there's a Bravo thing.
0: Okay, my solo Rob Goddess is called "The Imposter." It just missed yes. out. I think it was at twenty-one. This is about a man who pretends to be a missing child who mm-hmm, gets mm-hmm, invited mm-hmm, back into that child's family years later. No,
1: no, no, it's insane,
0: no, and you. you need to watch it. Uh, but our joint Rob Goddess, because this was on the list of of IMDb's one hundred documentaries or something, yeah. is. Beyonce's Homecoming. Guys, it is a documentary.
1: It's a documentary. I've learned things that I didn't know before. I don't want to ruin it. All I will say is that there's an album that goes along with it. When you watch it and then listen to the album Powers and like Forces Combine, you can run a marathon tomorrow. I'm telling you, Ooh. put it on. You could run a marathon. It's so good. Do you have a You Can't Sit With Us?
0: My You Can't Sit With Us is going to be unfortunately man on wire (laughs) because I started watching it it today. I started watching it today. It's it's a famous one. It is it won the Academy Award. And I didn't keep watching it. Instead, I went to this other one that people had written called Tickled, and it was much more interesting <laughs> and Rob scary and it. weird and strange. But Man on Wire was beautifully shot, and people are going to be mad at me for putting it. It makes, you Sorry. know, my opinions are bad. I like cheer and not Man on Wire. So, Sorry. whatever. That's that.
1: My You Can't Sit With Us is Surviving R. Kelly. I don't Ooh. think I could sit with that one. I guess I'm glad it was made. I don't know. Recently, thanks to that scary Instagram that I follow, I know that people are flying planes over cities. that says, like, R. Kelly was set up. I'm just not into all of this. I don't like it. I don't like giving a spotlight to him. Yeah. So that one's my You can Sit With Us. Woo! We made it. We're smart. We have monocles. We're good.
0: So smart. This is a very fun episode. I know we gave you a lot of recommendations here. But go ahead and watch them. And we will
1: see you guys next time. Bye.